Also, it's really good to see you all, and it's wonderful to be here this morning. This morning, um, you know, who's been enjoying the uh, One Another series? Yeah, cool, show of hands, yeah. Some of you guys are like, no, not at all, it's far too challenging, good times. Um, and look, this morning, I pray that you have come expectant. I really do, um, and I actually pray that in every environment where we gather together like this as a family, as a body, I pray you come expectant, because when you expect, when you bring your faith to, to spaces like this, I believe God moves on your behalf. So this morning, come on, just, if, if you haven't, if you're a little bit, you know, maybe lacking coffee, uh, coffee this morning, maybe it's been a bit of a hard weekend, why don't you decide right now in your heart, God, I'm just going to lift the level of my expectation. God, right now, right now, I'm just going to lift my faith. God, would you do something new in me this morning? Yeah, would you, can, can you do that this morning? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as you all know, uh, Malachi is my son, and I love him very much. And if you follow me on Instagram, he's pretty much all I post about. And uh, a, a, a couple of weeks ago, there's this, there's this question that people often ask new mums. Uh, the question is, um, are you getting sleep? That's the, the question. And look, God has been very, very kind to Benjamin and I. Um, and Malachi is a really good sleeper. Uh, so from about seven weeks, Malachi has been sleeping through the night. And kind of, I know, right? God is so kind. God is very, very kind to us. And he, he continues to. So he sleeps about 10 hours every night. And I know it's a miracle. And uh, like, I really do think God has been very kind to us. And before we had Malachi, I had people, uh, would, people would pray for me and God, God was speaking to me. And one of the things God spoke to me is he said that, oh, Esther, you're about to enter a season of rest. And I thought, yeah, how's that meant to happen with a newborn? I'm, I'm not quite sure how I'm meant to enter a season of rest when I'm going to have a new baby. Um, but, you know, I can testify today that I have more sleep now than I did before I had Malachi, <laughs> which I'm really thankful about and probably some people here are rather angry about, you know. It's okay. Um, but, you know, I pray for you in Jesus' name, the blessing of sleeping children. Uh, and, and the thing is, I was really enjoying my rest and I was loving it. And uh, I was at church one day. It was a Sunday. And uh, I was in the foyer, and we were, I was with Malachi, we were walking out, and then uh, one, of, one of the mums in church stopped me, and she says, oh, Easter, how's it going? You know, can we see Malachi? And I was like, yeah, yeah, he's sleeping. We want him to keep sleeping. And uh, so she has a little peek, and oh, it's wonderful. And we started doing the mum thing. And then she says, are you, are you getting enough sleep? And I, and, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And she says, oh, oh, oh really? Oh, man, that's awesome. Um, isn't that great when babies sleep? And I, and I say, yeah, yeah, look, he's been sleeping all the time for ages. And, uh, you know, and I, I, I try not to brag about it because, <laughs> you know, that can, that can be hard to hear if, you, if that wasn't your experience. And so I'm like, yeah, he's, yeah he's, a, he's a good sleeper. And then she says this to me. She says, oh, man, that's wonderful. Oh, God must want to use you in this season. right? And I, I stood there and I was like, oh, of course, of course, this is the reason why God has given me so much rest and so much sleep because he wants to speak. I'm sitting at home like Netflixing. 
reading, you know, chilling out, laxing out as a mum. And I love that this other mum was like, well, no, no, probably God wants to use you. And I was like, oh man, wake up, wake up Esther, quickly. And so quickly I just stood up in my spirit and I received that word. And I like, do you know why I love that? Because that's how we honor each other. You know, I love, I love that there wasn't a, well, that, you know, good for you. You've got a sleeping child. But it was, it was the statement of honor that says, wow, that's awesome. Come on, God's doing something in your life. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. And so then I began to stand up in my spirit. You know, and this morning, I really want to, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk about what it is to honor each other. Yeah, we're going to talk about how to honor each other. And the first time honor... Um, is uh, spoken about in the Bible. It's in the Ten Commandments in Exodus in chapter 20 and verse 12. And the scripture is going to come on the screen. And it says, Honor your father and mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. And if that scripture can just stay up for a second. And I love that it says, Honor your father and mother so that you may live long. That honor is linked to life. That where there is honor, there is an excess of life. And not just any kind of life, but the life that God has promised to give you. And so it's really important that we understand this morning that honor isn't just like being nice to each other, but honor is linked to a kingdom principle that when we honor God, when we honor each other, when we live life like that, then we get to enter in and live long in the space of breakthrough, the space of promise, the space of blessing that God has given us. Honor is linked to an excess, an abundance of faith favorable life. This is the reason why, this is a good reason to honor. It's a really good reason to honor each other. And so you may have heard a, like the Hebrew definition of honor, which is uh, to, to, to put your weight behind. Um, the, 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 the Hebrew word is kavod, and it literally means weight or heavy something weighty, so it's to put your weight behind, but that, that same kind of weight is similar uh, to the weight used in building projects to help create a balance when moving large objects. So it's a transference of weight from one object to another so we can move hard things, yeah? So again, again, like this, this, this definition, this meaning of honor, what it is in the kingdom of God to honor, it is to put your weight behind, to literally say, I'm going to put my weight behind you so we can move some things, so we can carry the blessing of God, right? So we can move some obstacles that might be in our way as a community of faith. And so... Having a honoring other people is saying, yes, I can transfer the strength of my life, the weight of my life, and I can lend it to you. That's, that's how we honor. I can, I can transfer wisdom from my life, and I can, I can lean into it with you. I can lend it to you, and we can move some things together. That's honor. I can, I can, I can transfer some of the lessons some of the resource of my life, we can join together and we can move some things. 
or we can join together and we can carry a greater blessing. And so, you know, I think, I think honor in, in Christian community and in Christian fellowship is more. It's more than like a pat on the back. Hello, twice a week and a handshake. I think it means lending your weight to carry both the blessing and the burden of what it is to be in community together so we can grow together and so we can glorify God. But the tricky thing is we often only honor people we think deserve it. Don't we? I worked hard to have this kind of strength in my life. I only want to lend it to people who I think deserve it. I worked hard. I learned some hard lessons to, 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 to become wise. And, and, and I just, I, I kind of just don't want to give that to anyone. I don't want to lend that honor to anyone. I don't want to give that away. But it's a very dangerous zone to get into when we start making judgments on what people deserve and what they don't. It's a very, very dangerous and a very tricky space. But what I think we must do is we must courageously, come on, say courageously. Courageous. We must courageously treat others according to the people God has called them to be, according to their divine identities, according to their God-given identities, and not according to the names or the aliases that life or people might have given them. So we must treat, look at the person next to you, just look at them, don't laugh, that can be insulting, okay? Look at the other person on the other side of you, very good, very good. Look at the person behind you, you might be looking at the back of their head, but that's okay. Take a look at the person in front of you, again, back of their head, that's okay. And who you are looking at now is a son and daughter of God. Who, who you are looking at, not just in this room, but outside this room, you are looking at sons and daughters of God. You are looking at royalty. You are looking at the, the treasure of heaven. Yes, people can be frustrating. Yes, they can be annoying. Yes, they can be inappropriate and offensive. Yes, they can insult. Yes, things, negative things can come from people, but we don't treat people as they deserve. Imagine if people treat us as we deserved. but we treat people with honor. And so this morning, uh, you know, uh, Bill, Bill Johnson says, we honor people for who they are without tripping over who they are not. Yes, that's a really wonderful way of putting this. And I think the more we can do this, the more we can honor each other, the more we can honor one another because of who people are in God, I think healing can take place. I think restoration can take place. I think joy can take place. I think what we can do when we start honoring people for who they are in God, people will start standing up in the spirit. People will start taking faith risks. People will start taking relational risks in order to be, to be connected closer to, to each other. People will start taking risks in faith to get them closer to God as we begin to call it out. Come on, I, no, I know, I know, I know you can serve in this area. I know you can sing, or I know you're great with kids, and we can begin to call it out of each other, yeah? And so the question is, if we aren't seeing this fruit in our own lives, we must ask ourselves if we are truly honoring those around us as we ought to. 
uh, Romans and chapter 12, verse 10 is gonna come on the screen. It says, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor, giving preference to one another. Say giving preference. Come on, say giving preference. Giving preference. Uh, In the Greek, that phrase, giving preference, it means to go before and show the way, to go before and lead, to go before as a leader. So if that scripture just stays up there for a minute, what that scripture is saying is not only do we honor each other, but we, my friends, are supposed to go before and lead the way in doing it. We're supposed to be the most awesomest at it. That we're meant to lead the way in honoring each other. So in the ways of honor, we must lend our weight to people so we provide support for the load that they're carrying or the load that needs to be moved. So I pray, I really do, I pray in our homes that we honor our children and we lend our weight of wisdom and enthusiasm to their dreams. And I, I, I pray we honor girls, I pray we honor the men in our lives and we don't get caught up in a popular feminist culture that degrades the male role. But I pray as women, we lend our weight to the importance of men leading and standing and being strong presences in our lives. And I pray in this community, we have a whole group of men who are able to lend their weight in guarding and guiding and protecting the women around them, celebrating and valuing. Come on, that we're lending weight to each other as men and women and sons and daughters of God. That's what we gotta do. I pray in our workplaces that we're lending our weight in honor to our bosses that we're not just turning up to work, doing a job, but we're lending our weight to execute the vision that's in our boss's mind. Imagine how our workplaces might change if we did that. If we lent our weight to honor what our our bosses want, if we lent our weight to honor our coworkers. And I think if we do that, there'd be no burden that would be too heavy to carry. I think there'd be no burden that would be too heavy to carry if we learnt how to honor one to another. I think there'd be no opposition that would be too fierce for us to overcome together as a collective faith. I think there would be no blessing that God would withhold because we didn't have the maturity or the humility to lean together to carry the blessing that he would give us. So I pray that today, and I I do, I I do, I pray your heart is encouraged and I also pray your heart is challenged this morning, that we don't come to church just to be counted as a number, but we come to church to connect, to carry, to commit together. And and, and one of the ways that we can do that really is to honour each other. And I think sometimes in a community like this, or look, just humanity, when we come together, rather than really leaning in on each other and leaning in on God, sometimes we can just keep people at a distance. Rather than connect in, sometimes we would just rather keep people at a distance. And I think sometimes that starts, or a lot of the time it starts with the way that we see people. Um, Turn in your Bibles to Mark in chapter eight. 
And in verse 22, there's this wonderful story in there. It says, when they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to Jesus and they begged him to touch the man and heal him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Then spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him and said, can you see anything now? The man looked around. Yes, he said, I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were opened. His sight was completely restored, and he could see everything clearly. I, I think sometimes the reason why we might keep distance and we may not honor people as we ought to is because we see people partially. I think sometimes we see people like trees. It's just part of the general landscape. Just something to walk by. I appreciate that. That's nice. Oh, wasn't that nice? Isn't that person lovely? But we just walk on by. And I, I do, I think it starts with the way that we see people and I pray that we would not be those who see partially. I think at the best of times, if we see partially, it's far too easy to just walk past people and ignore them because they just blur into the background. At the worst of times, I think if people like trees, if we're not taking steps to honor them, if people are like trees, we just chop them down and use them for ourselves. Use them to make ourselves feel better, not you, of course. Do you know the opposite of honor? If the Hebrew word to honor is to bring weight, then the opposite of honor in the Hebrew is kalel, which just means light, to make light of, to think less of, to have less thought over. And so to dishonor people or to honor people less, we simply just don't think of them as people worthy of honor. And this, my friends, this, my friends, is actually a form of disbelief. It's a form of unbelief, unbelief that people were made in the image of God. And we have to think that way to dishonor people. Otherwise, we would never be able to justify our actions. And I, and I, 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 I know it. I know that this word is very truthful. But this morning... I was praying and I just know the Spirit of God is here because unknowingly people have been dishonored by the community around them and because of that they've taken on labels simply because, not, not because we, we, we have a, a, a malicious intent but simply because we only see impartially it's not, a, it's not in our hearts to be malicious or mean, but we're only seeing partially. We're not actually seeing in whole. We're not actually stopping and seeing and looking at each other 
and looking at the person next to us and looking at the people in the elevator with us and looking at the people on the rugby field who are playing with us and looking at the people who are in the vac- on the vacation with us in the same hotel and looking at the people in the post shop and looking at the dairy owner and looking at the people in our homes and looking at the people in our friend circles. We're not actually seeing And because of that, there's an inability to honor and to bring out the God identity in each other. And so, you know, I really pray, and I pray this for myself, that we don't make light of the people who sit next to us, that we don't make light of the people who live in the same household as us, that we don't make light, that we don't think less, but we are thoughtful of the people around us and we seek to honor. And we seek to honor, we seek to lend our weight to people. We seek to say, yeah, I'd love to connect with you. Yes, I, uh, yes I, can, I, can, I can lend, I can lean in with my encouragement. I can lean in with wisdom. I can lean in with the grace that God has given me. I can lean in with the love that God has given me. I can lean in and we can do this together. You know, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that um, we're, we ignore sin. Yeah? It doesn't mean that we ignore sin or we ignore wrongdoing, we ignore injustice. I think to honor is to lend your weight in truth in relationships. So when there's a relational conflict that we actually speak to each other in truth, but I pray in truth and love. Galatians 6 and verse one says, brethren, if a man is overtaken, I think by any trespass, You who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Say spirit of gentleness. Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. And the scripture is really important because we're human. We we fall. We make mistakes. We can walk around without really seeing people at times, and that can cause us to behave in, in, in ways that are really aren't the ways that we should be treating people. But when that happens, I love that we should restore each other with a gentle spirit. Would not, not with the spirit that is accusing, but a spirit that is gentle. And I was, I, I was taught that if there's conflict and you are uh, going to speak to someone about a conflict that you have, if there's not love in your heart first for that person, don't go and speak to them. First, in your heart, forgive. First, in your heart, ensure that the intent is a restored relationship. Otherwise, if not, all they're going to hear is an accusation. All they're going to hear is a sharp, sharp point, and it won't be received in love. But I pray that we're the kind of people that when we go and when we, when we address conflict relationally, that we are the kind of people that do it in love, that we do it with a gentle spirit. I'm just going to get the, um, the team to come up. Steve, Steve-o. Where are you? Just Steve, actually. You guys can relax. Yeah, thanks. Hi, Steve. Hello. And just right now, I, I, I do want to pray for uh, people. 
uh, because as, as I said before, as I was praying this morning, I really do think that, um, you know, in an effort to do relationship well, that people here, even people watching at home, in an effort to do relationship well, you may have been confronted with perhaps a conflict. And that conflict, rather than restoring, has left you scarred, has made it really hard to walk in the doors of a church service or walk in the doors of a small group, an e-group. And it has labeled you with a title and with a name that is not God-given, but that this morning that God would want to remove God would want to remove that label. God would want to remove that name that you are to be renamed this morning. Because rather than honouring someone made light. And so for you, I really would like to pray. So with every head bowed and eye closed, just in a moment of privacy this morning, if that's you, first of all, I want to honour you for walking through the doors this morning, for logging in and watching the church service live stream, for coming again, trying again, going again, hoping again, being in a community of faith again. But it is not the will of God that you live under that name not good enough, not able. It is not the will of God that you live under that name, being a slave to who you used to be, being a slave to the things you have done. But it is not who you are. And so if that's you this morning, with every head bowed and eye closed, I do just want, I want to create this private moment. If that's you, would you just lift your hands in response to the Spirit of God? That there is healing for you this morning. There is healing for you this morning. That that dishonor would be lifted off of you in Jesus' name. Look, hands are being lifted everywhere. So if you're feeling self-conscious, we're all in the same boat. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands as a sign of faith. You made it this far. Lift your hands. Say, yeah, God, I need that healing. Lift your hands. God, I want that healing. Lift your hands. I've come here to honour your presence, God. I've come here to honour you. Now, God, remove these names. Remove these labels. Come on, lift your hands. I know there's more. I know there's more. And I know you're thinking, oh, oh, what if I lift my hands and this doesn't work out again? Come on, would you join with my faith and the faith and the expectation that's in the room today. And would you lift your hands? Come on at home if you're watching, lift your hands. This is a moment for you. Father, right now for every hand that is lifted, 
I declare right now every every name, every person that has been ill-named, right now we remove that name in the name of Jesus. We rebuke every assignment of the enemy that has sought to downtrod, to disappoint, to destroy the destiny in people's hearts. We rebuke that name in the name of Jesus and we declare son and daughter of God, rise with honour in Jesus' name. Rise in freedom in Jesus' name and break off the chains that have been put on you. Rise in honour, rise in stature. Your God sees you, your God loves you, your God knows you and He calls you by name. Beautiful daughter, strong daughter, courageous son, rise in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Come on, can you give God a hand? He is moving. I, I, I know that God has done something now. And for those of you who, have lift, who lifted your hands in that moment, what I want you to do is take another step of faith. And perhaps if you are already a part of a small group, awesome. I want you to share with someone in that small group what God has done in you today. And I want you to walk together now. Allow them to lean in and honour. Allow people to lean in and honour. If you're not part of a small group, I encourage you, join one. They are awesome places where you can where you can know what it is to join in with others in faith, knowing that you don't have to do the journey alone. At the end of Mark chapter eight, we see here that God, that, uh, sorry, Jesus, this, he, he, he spat in, in this man's eyes and he was partially healed. And then Jesus laid hands again and he was fully healed. And I think that's what happened in this moment. Just and what, what, what's going to happen, that for some of us, just we need the touch of Jesus again to see people. That where our hearts have been hardened by distance, by just life that goes on, that, that God will come and soften our hearts with another touch. That rather than seeing people as trees, we would really see each other. And as we really see each other, I believe honour would flow freely as we really see each other, as we take the time this morning, and I, I challenge all of us, as we take the time this morning not to rush away, but I, 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 I just wanna put out a challenge. How about we just walk through the foyer slowly? You know, just walk through slowly and just see, just look at people, hello, hello. How are ya? Maybe that's all you can handle for today. Introverts. Yeah, come on. That's me. I'm an intro. That's my people. Can I give you a little bit of a, a, a tip? All the introverts, hands up, introverts. I know you don't want to. Hands up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's all right. I'm a bit of an introvert, so sometimes places with large people like this is rather scary. But here's what I decided to do a long time ago in the church foyer. What I decided to do is if I, to go out into the church foyer, all I was going to do was have three 
good conversations. I don't need to say hello to 100 people. All I need to do is to go into the foyer and I wanna have three good conversations. So instead of hundreds of people, it's just, God, I just give me this, I just, just three. I can do three. I can do three good conversations where I see people. I can do three good conversations where I listen to them, where I hear them, where I encourage them. I can have three good, imagine if we all just had three good conversations. And so as an introvert, that's my little tip for you. You're welcome. Maybe start with just one. <laughs> I've built myself up to three. Three people to have a good conversation. And that's trained me to be able to stop in a sea of people and see. It's trained me to stop in the crowd and in the blur of a busy life to stop and see the person at the service station. It's trained me to just stop and see. And when I see, I think, oh my gosh, they are wonderful. I'm highly optimistic about a lot of people. It's not because I'm crazy, <laughs> but it's because I've been taught to stop and see. And as I see people, I think, wow, man, what a son of God. What a daughter of God. I've got to have them over for dinner. I've got to have coffee with them. They are awesome. I hope you're encouraged. And so this morning, look, why don't you stand to your feet? I do want to take a moment now, and I, and I finished early on purpose because I want to have time for God to minister to us, for the Spirit of God to minister to us. If you're sitting here this morning and you're thinking, oh, you know what? Maybe my, maybe my vision has been a little bit blurred when it comes to people. Maybe instead of seeing people, it's just been a blur of trees that move. But that right now, that God would come and, and I believe that God is wanting to restore the expression of honor. To restore the expression of honor from one to another. Restore the expression of honor here in this, in this community of faith. That God would wanna restore the expression of honor and the way that that happens, that God would, Jesus will come and touch again. Jesus will come and touch again. And as He does, that places where your heart may have been hardened, that He would come and it would be soft again. Places where you might, the default might be to withhold honor. Perhaps because you've been hurt. Perhaps because life has been hard, you wanna withhold honor but I pray in this moment, Jesus would come and touch again. You'd begin to see. For some of you, this is, for some of you, this moment is going to change your marriage for the better. And I can feel the Holy Spirit moving on that.
that your marriage has been rocky and it has been hard work. But in this moment, that God will soften your heart toward each other and it will revolutionise and change your marriage. Here in this moment, God's in the business of saving marriages. He's in the business of saving families. Come on, in your homes, maybe your, your children, your sons and daughters, that God will soften your hearts toward each other. Come on, if there's relational issues, I know, I know it can be hard to honour someone who has hurt you. But come on, this morning, God will soften your heart to see, to see them, their God-given identity. And though they may have hurt you, you would see them anyway as sons and daughters of God. And you would be the one to honour. Come on, right now. So if that's you this morning, come on, lift your hands. That God will soften your heart. God will soften your heart. God will cause you to see others as He sees them. God will cause you to see others as He sees them. That where hearts have been hardened, where hearts have been hardened right now, that there'll be a softening, there'll be a tenderness in the Spirit. We're gonna lift up some worship now. And as we lift up this worship, come on, I pray that your heart would echo the words in this song. Heal my heart, make me clean, God. Help me to see, help me to see God as you see. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, sing it out.